as a show and we moved to Thursday we would have loved to do a show on Tuesday but uh, went to the Florida Panthers game and if anybody knows how great of a Tuesday this was we couldn't do a show because clearly Tuesdays are days to turn up according to Kodak Black go to Panthers games and you turn up on Tuesdays because they win and you get dry humped in the the suite next to Roberto Luongo and GM Barry Zito. That's what you do at Panther Games on Tuesdays. It ain't Thirsty Tuesdays. It ain't Twisted Tuesdays. It's Turn Up Tuesdays at Panther Games against the Vancouver Canucks, all hosted by Kodak Black. It was crazy. All right? I, I have been a part of a bunch of cool Panther stories, right? Like I, I, I've been around when the Panthers have blown up on social media and never in my life had the Florida Panthers been more relevant. Not even when they played the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals. Not when they pushed Tampa Bay last season in the playoffs. But when Kodak Black comes to your arena and gets twerked on in a booth, you make... National news, headline news. All right. Bob Saget passes away. It's everywhere, right? TMZ everywhere. Kodak Black gets twerked on in a suite at a Panthers game. Bigger news than Bob Saget dying. Bigger news than Betty White dying. Bigger news than uh, I'm trying to think uh, what's uh, the 9 11. Okay. This thing is everywhere. All right. I, I could not turn on anything without there being. Kodak Black sexy time at, at the Florida <laughs> Panthers game, okay? The Panthers win 5-2. Kodak Black is feeling it. He's like, this is the greatest thing ever. All these rich white people want my photo, and I'm going I'm to get me some twerk. Like, Chris, have you seen the video? 
Who is Kodak Black? He's <laughs> <laughs> a very he's a very famous rapper from Pompano. Very a, famous. Very, I mean, Corey, he's he's immensely famous. His Apparently. song yep. is in the realms of pop culture. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what made it funny, Corey? So I'm sitting there uh, with my parents and and and, and Melissa. We're we're at the game, and uh, you know I got Melissa, and my mom to my right. I got my father to my left. I got two people sitting next to my dad, older people, uh, a little younger than my father, and so they're showing Kodak Black everywhere, right? So first how we noticed him was he was kind of sitting in the corner like a glass he's on the glass and he's kind of sitting in the corner um and and i guess he was in someone's seat and they made him move (laughs) so his security guard comes like running down and and melissa notices him and she's like oh that's kodak black and uh i'm like i only know what he looks like when i can see his facial tattoos and sure enough it's him and he has better seats than the seats he was sitting in. He was his seats were on the glass next to the Panthers bench. So every time the Panthers would score, they would celebrate where Kodak Black is. So he's constantly on the jumbotron. He's uh, live streaming during the game. So you would see him uh, on the glass like this, and everyone's going crazy. Uh, for Kodak Black and not for the Panthers winning a hockey game five to two and remaining the best team in hockey. Um, uh, So they uh, eventually the Panthers like, hey, we're going to give you a suite because you're Kodak Black. Like that's you're our guest. Come get a suite. All right. So he's in the suite. So where we're sitting, uh, we're lower bowl row 26. So we're a little high. But we're not that far from Kodak Suite, which is like right there. All right. He's, so he's he, we're here. He's here. All right. We're like where Brian Flores' head is. Um, we're uh, Herbert, and he's Brian Flores in my background, uh, which I'm pretty sure that's what Brian Flores would have liked for the Dolphins to be Herbert and Flores. Um, but uh, <laughs> needless to say, Kodak Black's there. He's having a blast. And they played that dubstep remix of the um, uh, what, what's that show uh, um, that was on Netflix? Uh, the the game, the Korean game. I can't remember it now. Squid oh, Game. Wow. Squid Games. Yes, they played the dubstep remix of the Squid Game theme song, and that was the song Kodak Black said, "I am going to make sex in the Panther Suite next to Roberto Luongo and Barry Zito." And then next thing you know, um, a million views. And, and I'm angry because this could have been the launching pad for the sports nuts. If I would have not been focused on the Panthers game, but instead been focused on Kodak Black making the sex in the suite, we would be probably everywhere right now. We, we would have a national syndicated show because it would have said video posted by the sports nuts. We would have had well over a million uh, shares and views and it's my fault. So I have to apologize to you and Chris for going to the Panthers game and focusing on the game and not being as interested. Now I tweeted everybody, not tweeted. I sent photos to everybody uh, of Kodak Black and the response I got back was, who cares from pr- pretty much everybody. 
um, at, at that, that I was texting. So I said, okay, nobody cares about Kodak Black. Uh, Melissa cared. She was all about it. Uh, it seemed like everybody cared because during intermission, when he was walking, there was uh, more Sunrise police cops escorting Kodak Black to the suite than there were in the streets. So if that was any time to <laughs> burglarize anybody in Sunrise, uh, that was the time. Um, but what made it even better than me costing us fame and fortune from videotaping Kodak Black making the making the babies um, in a suite next to Luongo and Zito um, was my father, like I said, was sitting to my left and two older people next to him. And they continuously would show Kodak Black. And my father, I could hear him because he's deaf and wears hearing aids, uh, is talking to these people. And he's going, I don't know who he is. My son says he's a famous rapper. Who is he? He's a famous rapper from Pompano, Dad. Yeah, supposedly he's from Pimpano or, or, or Plantation. I was like, no, Dad, Pompano. <laughs> so, Pimpano it, would be fitting, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, uh, it, it made that experience for that game awesome because uh, here we are uh, that day, uh, Andrew Burnett, the Florida Panthers um, interim head coach. And, and I fully expect them to not be the Panthers interim head coach moving forward um, as he's got the Panthers uh, at, with the best record in, in the NHL. It's the Panthers and Carolina Hurricanes, which is bullcrap. I just saw the NHL power rankings before uh, the show started. The Florida Panthers, number two, the Carolina Hurricanes, number one. I have no idea how that is even slightly possible considering the two teams have played twice. Florida and Carolina have played twice. Guess who's won both games? The Florida Panthers. So how is Carolina, a team that cannot beat the Panthers, ahead of them when in technicality, I mean, in technicality, Carolina is... South Florida bias. Yeah, points-wise, points-wise, Carolina's better because they've played less games than the Panthers. But head-to-head, head-to-head, the Panthers have beat Carolina twice. So how is Florida number two, Carolina number one, if Carolina can't even beat the Panthers? Chris said it. <clears throat> Chris said it well. Yeah. South Florida by. What's what's great about this too is last season we talked about this. The Panthers couldn't beat Carolina. Everybody was like, God, I hope we don't catch Carolina in the playoffs because we can't beat them. They owned us. Right. We couldn't beat them. But this year, tables have turned. You signed guys like Sam Reinhardt, Sam Bennett. Right, Bob Roski's found his stroke. Right, Huberto is is amazing. We get the Duke and Anthony Duclair. Uh, by the way, poor poor look on my girlfriend uh, Melissa. She goes, "Who do you think the one player is on the Panthers who listens to Kodak Black?" And uh, I messed up. <laughs> I should have said Sergey Bobrovsky because I'm a white privileged child. I was like, "It's got to be Anthony Duclair because white people are racist. That's just what it is." <laughs> Is stupid, um, but uh, the Panthers uh, they win that game three two. Uh, interim head coach uh, Andrew Bennett uh, Burnett, who, like I said, I fully expect to be the Panthers head coach uh, at the end of the season. Uh, he will coach the Atlantic. So the way that the NHL does their All Star game, they do a round robin tournament uh, with all four divisions. So Andrew Burnett will coach the Atlantic Division since they are the best team in the Atlantic. So he gets the honors of coaching the team. And I'm pissed off 
because there's only one Panther going to the playoff, uh, going to the all-star game. It's Jonathan Huberto, which is insane. It should be the entire Panthers roster should be representing the Atlantic division because the Duke has been awesome. Sam Bennett has been um, awesome. So has um, uh, you have uh, 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 God, uh, uh, Sam Reinhardt, it's been great. Uh, uh Barkov, even though he's been injured, has been fantastic. All right. Uh, Alexi Verhege has been stupendous. Uh, Alexi Mammon has been hot as of late. The Florida Panthers should represent the Atlantic Division. And the fact that only Jonathan Huberto is going proves that once again on the show, we state fans don't know dick about sports. Because the fan voting, and I understand the All-Star game is for the fans, but hey, fans, you got it wrong, all right? There shouldn't be two Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, two. there should be two Carolina Hurricanes going to the All-Star game, but there shouldn't be two Tampa Bay Lightnings going to the All-Star game. There should be 10 Florida Panthers going to the All-Star game. Yeah, I'm surprised there's only one one Florida Panther. I mean, having the best – usually a team with the best record or best – you know, most points had the most all-stars. Yeah. And we have one and it's a repeat. It's weak. It's, it's Jonathan Huberto. He get, he gets to go again and not saying that he doesn't deserve it. QB absolutely deserves to go, but we got guys like Uyghur who's played well all season. Um, you have guys like Gustav Forsling who's played great. I mean, this team, this Panthers team has been so deep this season with all the injuries and the penalties with guys like Lomberg stepping up Alex, like I, I said his name earlier, uh, Alexi Mammon. He's been fantastic. Uh, Brandon Montour, uh, everybody, but Owen Tippett on this team has been substantially fantastic. <laughs> I was just going to name him. <laughs> Terrible. Get ginger should not be on the ice. Get him away from my hockey. Okay. I get so angry every time I, uh, see Owen Tippett play. That was what made the game take take away uh, what Kodak Black was doing. What made the Panthers game on Tuesday night even better? Owen Tippett didn't play. That's why they won five two. He wasn't there. Like he just didn't. He was not on the ice, and it was fantastic because we just dominated that game because we didn't have him turning the puck over or not shooting the puck. So it was nice not seeing Owen Tippett on on the ice for the Florida Panthers. Um, and obviously this is the biggest story going on in sports is how great the Florida Panthers are, right? There's, there's nothing else we really should be talking about. No, I mean, the NFL playoffs or whatever. Oh, oh there was that one thing. Uh, Black Monday happened in the NFL. Uh, since we're going to talk about NFL, we might, might as well cover this Black Monday thing. Um, it's got to so, be black. I mean, that's what they call it. And uh, that's, you know what? That's a good, that's a good point because only... Only one black coach got fired. Only one black coach got fired. Two, two got fired. Two black oh, coaches. Oh, that's fired. right. Um, so I think who else got David fired? Cully. Oh, Cully. that's right. From the from the from the Chargers. <laughs> so for everybody. Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't the Chargers? No, the Chargers didn't fire their head coach. No, 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 no. <laughs> David Cully, but David Cully didn't get fired on Monday. He got oh, fired. Right. Yeah. He got fired. He got fired. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. You go four and twelve with that piece of crap roster. You have the same record as the Jets. Like Robert Sala was there. Like I thought the Texans didn't do bad. Like like Robert Sala got the second pick overall. Like they got who's who's their quarterback? 
who? Uh, Houston? Yeah, Davis yeah. Mills? Yeah, Davis. Like that's your that's your quarterback. Like like your front office did you a disservice? They drafted yeah Davis Mills, and uh, you get fired. You win four games yeah. with that roster. You won as many games without Deshaun Watson as you could have with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, like, he was set up for failure. Yeah, um, he. I think. I think they wanted him to uh, try to build up that team as much as he could. He did, uh, and yeah, <laughs> he did. And so, so the next coach wouldn't have so, so bad of a losing record because they knew they were going to fire him. That's anyway. so messed up. Like, why? Like you make like that poor guy. I'd hire him. You win four games with Davis Mills. No wide receivers, no running backs. Remember, they lost all their running backs because they ended up in Miami. But on the bright side, they still owe them three, uh, 17 million from the three years remaining. So they'll oh, get a total true. of 22 million for, for going away. That's how I know he was set up for failure. Like, it, it just, you know, scapegoat one year. We know you're going to get rid of you. We're going to pay you for your troubles. And that's that. It's, it's terrible. Like, when I read that name, um, it, it would have been the most shocking name on the coaches fired list if it wasn't for one specific coach. <laughs> so everything, everything we thought um, was going to happen was going to happen. We, we said there was no way that Zimmer uh, would make it for, for Minnesota. I mean, you can't have that much talent and uh, not get let go. Uh, the Raiders are going to have a tough decision. Their, their job's technically open, but like, are they going to give their interim head coach the job? He made the playoffs. No. Uh, we know Jacksonville is open. They're not going to retain their coach. Uh, Denver, they get rid of um, Vic Fangio. Uh, the Bears, obviously, that was beyond evident that Matt Nagy was going to be gone. Um, today, David Culley gets fired. The funniest one, I don't know if you guys found this one hilarious, and we'll get to the most shocking one in a minute, but the funniest one was Joe Judges getting fired. The Giants come out and say, that they are going to um, keep Joe Judge as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Then um, uh, their GM, uh, yeah, Dave Gettleman, retires. So pretty much like, look, Dave, you got to quit. Like, like, like you announcing that Joe Judge is going to be back is the last straw. <laughs> you like, please, we love you here in New York. You're, you're a giant family. We want to be able to work with you down the line. Just retire. So Gettleman retires, and instantly Joe Judge is fired. Um, so that one was hilarious. And like we said, David Coley, that 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 was I don't think that was deserved. Um, he gets let go. But the the, the in South Florida stays in news. Remember, Kodak Black, Panthers are in the news. Heat in the news because of how great they're doing. Um, and then you get this bombshell with the Miami Dolphins parting ways with Brian Flores after winning seven. No, he won eight of the last nine, right? Eight of the last nine. He wins eight of the last nine games, finishes with his second straight winning record. And we've said, we've talked about it at length. There's not, there's parts that need to be fixed. Like the Dolphins defense is good. Waddle's good. Gusecki's good. There's no running backs. The offensive line is atrocious. You we the, Tua was bad in Tennessee, but he's been pretty good during yeah, that. Yeah, he had one bad game. Okay, yes. Okay. Okay. Tua was bad. All right, and he wasn't great in in the New Orleans game either. But he's done enough. To, he wasn't bad in the in the Saints game at all. He wasn't at all. good either. 
but he did he did what he needed to do to get it done. Like he was good against the Giants. He was good against Carolina. He was good against Baltimore when he came back in. And so nobody on the planet, nobody in the universe, nobody who had any I like any idea of what football is or could 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 rationalize football thought Brian Flores after after when maybe when he's one and seven, you're like, we're going to fire this guy. But he goes eight of the last nine. The only game he loses is in bad weather to the number one team in the AFC. And he gets fired. Yeah. Um, it definitely was a bombshell waking up to that news. Um, I was my initial reaction. Uh, I was furious. Um, I didn't understand it. Like he, he brought us back eight of the last nine coached the guys up, uh, seemed like the right fit for our franchise. And I was, I was upset and I, I and confused. Is it, is it bad that I was giddy, Chris and Corey? Was it bad? Like I, I wasn't giddy at your pain that you guys were feeling. I was giddy because we just got a gift to talk about on the show because we knew we were going to talk about like Zimmer getting fired because he deserved it with the comedic style of Joe judge getting fired. Um, but I was giddy cause I was like, what in the hell are the dolphins doing? And then when you think that is going to be Jim Harbaugh coming here, which you'd be okay with because he was successful everywhere. He's gone. He's been successful everywhere. He's gone. Okay. Let, let's not act like the, I know the 49ers got back to a super bowl with Jimmy G, but they weren't as consistent as they were with him at, at the helm of that team. Stanford hasn't been good since he's left. And if he leaves Michigan, they're not going to be as good as he as he was when he was there. Granted, he hasn't won a championship. Um, you know, he had Joe Flacco standing in his way, and, <laughs> uh, things like that. Um, but like we know, it it wouldn't be a huge drop off from from Brian Flores. Now, Brian Flores is a fantastic coach, but everything in your head says the only reason you get rid of Brian Flores is Ross gets his whale and he gets Jim Harbaugh. <coughs> All the talk about was Jim Harbaugh taking a coaching job again in the NFL. And he's going to get interviewed. Harbaugh is going to. And, and then Stephen Ross comes out and says, I'm not going to be the guy to take Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. And in my head, I'm going, so, dude, your guy's going to leave. Like, and he's saying, if so the word is if, if Jim Harbaugh wants to leave Michigan, then he did an interview for Miami. If Jim Harbaugh is taking NFL coaching interviews, he wants to leave. Why would you not get your whale? Because you know what's going to happen. Harbaugh is going to go into the NFL again. He's going to be moderately successful. And Stephen Ross is going to want him. And he's going to fire whatever coach you guys are going to hire right now for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention that. Another thing I thought when I heard the news about Flores was that him and Harbaugh had to have a wink-wink under the table deal set in place on like, That's what I thought I too. Hope, until you know, until his statement about I'm not going to be the guy to take him from Michigan, which I at the time I thought was a lie. Too. I was like, he's lying to our face. Oh, I did too, but now I totally believe it. Yeah, I, I was like, he's just another rich white guy lying to uh, poor American people. Because <laughs> I was like, there's, there's like, there's zero chance. There's zero chance you fire a coach that has been proven as good as Brian Flores has 
for no reason. There's no re- the Dolphins who started one and seven legitimately had a chance if they beat Tennessee to possibly win the AFC East. Mm-hmm. Like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. They're two and zero against the Jets, two and zero against the Patriots, zero and two against the Bills. They dominated the A outside of the Buffalo Bills, who might be the best team in the AFC. They dominated the AFC East, and you fire your coach. Like it's perplexing, and to say face. So after all of this comes out, after Brian Flores gets fired, um, it starts coming out that there was relationship issues with Tua Tagovailoa and uh, Brian Flores. Uh, the 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 sediments in the in the Dolphins uh, organization was that Greer and Ross believed in um, Tua Tagovailoa, which is weird considering that Stephen Ross reached out to Deshaun Watson to pay off his civil suits. So how much do you really believe in Tua at that point? Uh, so the thought in the the, the 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 news coming out of the Dolphins camp is that Brian Flores didn't believe in Tua, didn't want Tua, wanted to move on from Tua, and Ross and uh, Greer think that Tua's the future, and they want to build around Tua, and Flores didn't. So uh, Flores had to go because the working condition is not good anymore, and then they start talking, stories start leaking about how Brian Flores is difficult to work with, and people in the offices at, at, at the Dolphins camp um, are, you know, they're not happy, but they're relieved that Brian Flores is gone. And the reason Brian Flores had so many offensive coordinators is because he's difficult to work with. And yet he is one of the top candidates for every single job. now. <laughs> like, do you think Minnesota and Chicago? And I said this as soon as Flores got released, I, I texted you guys. I texted everybody that that uh, that I'm friends with that happens to be Dolphin fans. And I said, he's going to Chicago or he's going to go to Minnesota. And if he goes to Minnesota, because Minnesota's biggest weak point was their defense. And it's not like they don't have good defensive pieces. They just had a really shitty coach uh, in Minnesota. If Brian Flores goes to Minnesota next season, he's going to go to the NFC Championship game with that team. Um, yeah, he probably will. Um, I think he's going to the Giants personally, but if, if he does, <laughs> why the Giants? Um, he he'll be reunited with Patrick Graham, his first defensive coordinator. Um, well, let's remember, think, every, everybody in, in New York is gone. Like uh, they don't even know if they're bringing back uh, 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 Danny Dimes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the smart move would be to go to Minnesota if, oh, if they it. want him because of the offensive uh, juggernauts they have at receiver and running back. Yeah. Um, and then he can he can build up the defense. You know, I, I don't think the defense is terrible, so he can he can build them and up. He has talent. So, could you yeah. imagine? Could you imagine if he goes to Chicago and they have a competent head coach like Brian Flores, with the with the weapons they have there and Allen Robinson, Mooney. Uh, David Montgomery, they have a pretty they, they just got to fix the offensive line like Miami um, but that, that defense is <coughs> Chicago and that's the first yeah. team he's interviewing with but uh, Justin Fields is worse than Tua so would he get into it with Justin Fields because he's uh, I don't know, I mean I we like Justin Fields, the unfortunate thing for Justin Fields is that he had Matt Nagy 
Like when you have Matt Nagy, you can't succeed at anything. If Matt, if Matt Nagy was the producer of the show, I, I, I think we'd be done. I, I don't think we'd be even able to, to, to do a show. He'd have us talking maybe, about random stuff. Maybe he goes to Denver. He probably wants to go to a place where it has a good defense already. Yeah, yeah but Denver's shit. I mean, that's probably one of the worst jobs. I think I'd rather <laughs> I'd, I think I'd rather coach Davis Mills uh, than, than anybody on the Denver Broncos. Like Denver doesn't have a quarterback. Denver doesn't have anything outside of Jerry Judy. The funny thing about Denver, I looked up Rick Fangio, and I disliked him even more because I found out his middle name was Mick. Vic McVangio. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Vic no, McVangio. That can't be real. Is it, no. M I C K. Vic. It's well, not, it's Victor. It's Victor yeah. Mick, but it goes by Vic. So Vic McVangio. Mick's not, not short for anything? No. M I C K short for shitty coach. Why are we? Why are we getting? <laughs> why is this now just becoming public? I've never heard anybody talk about this because nobody talked about Vic Fangio. Well, nobody talks about Denver. <laughs> yeah, Denver's terrible. Like they're they're bad. Do you do you know what's funny, Chris? We're so Corey and I are in a um in a, in a uh, fantasy football league together, and there's a Broncos fan in there. And he he happens to dominate our league majority of the seasons. Um. He, he tried to make fun of the Dolphins. Uh, and I don't know if you caught this, Corey, is when Munger was trying to make fun of Miami for firing Brian Flores, he's putting up, like, the wins and playoff wins. And Denver's, like, right there <laughs> with Miami. Like, they yeah, haven't right. won a playoff game in forever. And I thought yeah, it was they're the, behind. Yeah, it was <laughs> the worst flex I've ever seen in my life because it's like, um, that's uh, – you guys aren't good on those lists. <laughs> like, what do you like? I, I, if I was posting it as a Browns fan, that's that's a flex. Like, we're we're winning. Like, out of all the teams of people who like uh, teams in that league, the Browns, the Jets, the Broncos, and the Dolphins, which just proves how depressing uh, that like why we love fantasy football in that league is because we like bad teams. Because reality is not <laughs> so good. That's right. Uh, but I thought it was just like a weird flex uh, on the Broncos. And when you look at the openings that are out there with Jacksonville, uh, Vegas, um, Houston, uh, the, the Giants, Miami, uh, Minnesota, uh, Chicago. Did I get them all? In Denver? Yeah, I said yeah. Denver. I think Denver is the worst job. Like, what, what do you have in Denver that you're, you, if you're a coach, like, you want that? Like, you want, like, Houston has a lot of money. They have a lot of draft picks. And I thought Davis Mills, like, he didn't look bad this year. Like, for a guy who has nothing, I don't think he looked bad. I think, I think you can build around him. Yeah, he didn't look bad. And Jones. Yeah, he definitely, I do. I, I, hold on. I agree with you, Chris, 110%. If you said to me who I thought looked better, Davis Mills or Mac Jones, 100%, I think David Mills looked better than Mac Jones. I agree. And, and and it's weird because what if Flores goes to Houston? Does Watson change his mind and stay? Yeah, because, because apparently he wanted to come play for Flores. Yeah, <coughs> it, it just depends yeah. on ownership. I mean, I th- I think that's a question that Brian Flores has with ownership is how, how like first of all is that relationship repairable? Knowing that the owner like once again we be- here on our program we believe the owner had something to do 
with with uh, Deshaun Watson uh, and all his yeah. civil suits, which which supposedly are clearing up. Supposedly, nineteen of twenty one are already taken care of, and there's just a few more that have to be to, to be cleared. So it, it looks it looks very much like uh, Deshaun. But they Watson were saying how Miami is a, dysf- a dysfunctional team. Therefore, they're one of the least sexiest jobs. I, I don't think so. I, I, I think I, at I all. Think, I think Miami's still a very nice job. Very um, good. Yeah. If if I'm putting it, the, and it all depends on Derek Carr with uh, the Raiders. If Derek Carr stays, I think the Raiders are still an admirable job um, to get. I, I think there's a lot of pieces there. But if I had to rank it right now, to me, Minnesota's the best job because anybody who's competent at coaching can go in there and, and, and take that team to a playoffs. Um, so I like, I, I think that's the best job. Um, like Miami's up there. I, I think Miami is very much up there. The, the Giants have too much. The Giants have a lot they have to do. So the Giants I, you know, have nothing. Like, nothing. Yeah. You, you have Kadarius. They're coming. second to last. Yeah. Job. Yeah. Their cupboard is bare. You have Kadarius Tony and Shaquan Barkley. You don't know if Danny Dimes is sticking around at the front office, wants to keep him. So you don't you don't really know what you have in the Giants. Um, I, I like the Houston job because there's so much money. And once again, I think Davis Mills gave you some glimpses of, hey, this guy, could he can play football. Um, I like that job. Um, Denver has pieces. They need to figure the quarterback situation out because – Teddy Bridgewater is not going to get you there. You, you, you got to fix that offensive line um, and the defensive line uh, in, in Denver. I think there, I think there's work. I don't know if there's enough money for them to work, but they, they got some cash, but I don't know if it's enough. I, I, I like the dolphin job. I mean, you, we, we've seen progression in Tua. you know, you need to fix the offensive line. Um, Mike is going to get resigned. Jalen Waddle's good. The big thing is, can they bring in wide receivers? Um, and that, that that really is what it comes down to, is, is can Miami bring in free agent wide receivers? You can draft. It's a deep wide receiver draft, but you're going to have to get uh, you're going to have to get somebody in free agency. Um, so my I still think Miami is a good job. I mean, I think the AFC East is winnable. Uh, look, Mac Jones down the stretch outside of the 50 to 10 win over Jacksonville. Um, I don't think Bill Belichick has faith in Mac Jones. I mean, I understand the weather conditions in, in Buffalo that one game, but he threw three passes. He got dominated by the Dolphins at the end of the season. Like he doesn't look good at the end of the, at the end of the year. Like he pretty much handed uh, away the the AFC East to Buffalo. Buffalo dominated him that final game. Yep. Um, yeah, he doesn't look like. I mean, that game that game meant everything to New England, trying to win the division and nothing to us. Yeah. And I mean, before I mean, this is what first or second pass pick six. He's down fourteen zip before before you know it. And I mean. It came on late, but by then it was too. I mean, we were playing soft coverages, and it just Mike Jones doesn't look that great. To me. No, no. And, and if I had to, and he still might win Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, there's no the reason year. why Jamar Chase doesn't win it. It should be Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, <laughs> and that's it. 
Like that, that I, should be it. It should be those. I, I agree. It, it should nationally, be yeah. nationally. They say it's it's neck and neck with Chase and Jones. You you can't make it neck and neck when you have a guy like Jamar Chase who could just go out for three hundred yards <laughs> and fall. like you like Jamar Chase single handedly, uh, pretty much put the Bengals in their first AFC North championship, like in in forever. Yep. So he if Jamar Chase single handedly put the Bengals in the home field in the in the wild card game. He they're going to beat Oakland. Like like the Bengals are going to beat Oakland. If anybody thinks differently, you're crazy. Um, so it, it, to me, it was Waddle and Jamar Chase all season. And I thought Waddle was more consistent than Jamar Chase. But it'll be I, I think Jamar Chase should win it. And Mac Jones should be nowhere near uh, the rookie of the year conversation because he's not. But but back to the job openings. And and, and, and I, I've heard what people are saying, Chris, what, what you what you've uh, what you've kind of um, shown a light to saying that the Dolphins are, um, you know, dysfunctional, that Greer hasn't done a great job and Stephen Ross keeps him around. Back-to-back winning seasons. Back-to-back winning seasons. So, uh, to me, I I don't think the Dolphins are that dysfunctional. I still think the Texans are a more dysfunctional franchise. They're not dysfunctional at all. (laughs) What, what, what What would make them dysfunctional? I, not- I, I, well, the, I mean, outside of this year, the draft picks haven't really hit that well for Miami. Uh, that's everybody. Well, that's everybody. And free, uh, well, I mean, you get, you get rid of good free agents. Like last year, they had pretty good free agents. Understandable. The defense played well this year. Um, but I, you know, I, I've, I, I thought they got rid of some good guys that went to other teams and performed. Um, but the draft hit this year. Well, I, I have a, I have a, um, I, I went back and forth with someone today uh, because they was like, they should have fired Greer, not not Flores. Yeah. And would would you consider our defense above average? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So our our defense consists of uh, draft picks like Christian Wilkins, Xavier Howard, mm-hmm. Brandon Jones, Jerome Baker, uh, Holland, ha- uh, Holland. Yep. Um, and then free agents like Ogba and Byron Jones. Uh, we signed Eric Rowe. That's yep. that. That's our our. Oh, Raekwon Davis was a draft pick. Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips. How, how do you forget Jalen Phillips? I mean, the <laughs> kid was a stud. So, so Greer drafted all those guys. So his fingerprints are all over this defense. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, if if it's a great defense, or at least at the least above average, how can you say uh, the draft hasn't went well? They they comprise offensively. Of the, you look at that offensive line. That's the, the the lack of an offensive line and and no running back. That's that's yeah. where people are going to get you. And and, and yeah. they keep going to um, who's the, the 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 wide receiver you guys got from Houston? Um, Will Fuller. Will Fuller. They're gonna to go to Will Fuller, um, but but Corey, you've been telling everybody all year his finger fell off. Yeah, like yeah it, I mean, it's non-existent. He's yeah. missing a digit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They amputated. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that has to be the reason. Uh, ten million dollars. Ten million dollars, and he missed the finger. 
he, he earned two and a half million dollars each catch he had on the field. That's unbelievable. I want to get paid something like that. That'd be great. Um, but I, I don't think the Dolphins are, are as bad a job. Like, once again, I don't want to go to Denver. Um, I don't want to go. If I'm taking Miami, I, I, know, I don't think so. I, I would still, the Bears have so much, and I understand. Hold on. And I understand that Justin Fields, you guys are going to say Justin Fields is the issue. I don't know, man. Like, Khalil Mack is, is somebody that really makes me want to go to Chicago. I think I think the ba- David Montgomery, if they can get a, a coach that knows how to utilize his offense and actually throw the ball to, to Rob, uh, Allen, Allen Robinson, who might not be there but might be there, depending on the coach they bring in, um, I think Miami and the Bears are, are a high number two. Um, Jacksonville would be my third because I think I still think Trevor Lawrence is going to be very good. Uh, they have a lot of money to spend in Jacksonville. The problem with Jacksonville is that city is such a dumpster fire. Like what a crappy city uh, Jacksonville is. And if, if anybody's listening, that's never been to Florida, like it is um, a crapple, like it, it, half of it's military. And then half of it is uh, like, not financially stable people. Uh, if you've ever been to that stadium, it's right on the water and it's an ugly stadium. It, it's <laughs> disgusting. Like it's basic as all hell. Um, the cons have just like, even the downtown area, it's not like, at least with the dolphins, you're in Miami gardens. So, you, you know, you're not that far from like Pembroke pines, which is like nice and built out so, or, or you're like 20 minutes from Wynwood. So you're in between nice areas uh, in Miami Gardens, um, and, and and Stephen Ross has built out that stadium like it's a beautiful Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Well, so has Jacksonville, but it's still a dump. Um, I'm saying Jacksonville has hosted Super. Yeah, Bowl. it's still a dump. Like it's still terrible. It's why they when they come to Florida, they're coming to Miami or Tampa, two beautiful stadiums. Um, but but if Jacksonville can start putting money into their team and and j- j- like you gotta fix that stadium man that thing is hideous um the jaguars would probably be my fourth job behind and, and jacksonville actually might be the fifth because the, i think the raiders if they keep their car um we know the davises like to spend money um that's a beautiful gorgeous stadium uh vegas is a booming sports town they're gonna you know now that all the dramas behind them, like Roger Goodell got Gruden out. Uh, so that beef is buried. And it was nice of Roger Goodell to help the Raiders get back into the playoffs. So it was nice of him to, to screw them and then help them. So good kudos to you, Goodell, uh, because we all know that that Carlson was supposed to miss that kick. And uh, Goodell allowed that to happen. He, he personally into Carlson's helmet said, you, you make this, you make this. Okay, buddy. Um, and I'll give you Cincinnati. I'll give you the best chance at winning on uh, Wild Card Weekend. Um, so for me, the the Raiders the Raiders would be four if they keep Carr. So I think I think I would go Minnesota, absolutely the best job on the market. Chicago two, Miami three, Oakland with Carr four, Jacksonville five, Houston six. 
Denver seven, Giants. Giants, I would go uh, eight. And that leaves, who am I missing here? I think you got everyone. Am I really giving the Giants the last one? You got, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's everybody. Yeah, I think that's how I would rate it. Like, the Giants being the worst job because you just don't know who your quarterback is. You have a bad offensive line. You have a bad defense. You really are just comparing Shaquan and and Kadarius Tony and Kadarius Tony didn't even play. Um, and then so that, the, then you have to deal with the New York media. Yeah, so that that's that's absolutely uh, the the worst job. Um, and then there's talk that Cliff Kingsbury, the Arizona job, might be open if Kingsbury loses to the Rams in the wild card. Wow, which you probably will. Oh, I, I 100% believe they will. So, um, but yeah, I, I think I think Miami isn't the worst job, and I think they're still one of the better jobs uh, out there because we know Stephen Ross will spend money on this football team, um, and he stays relatively out of the the coaching staff. He stays out of the locker room, so that's something that's big. And like you said, Corey, that uh, Greer has done a decent job of drafting. So for me, um, Miami's not the worst. I, I just think that the Bears have a little bit more that you can work with. Um, but once again, I, I think it's very close between them. So, uh, no, the dysfunction and saying Miami is a bad job because Stephen Ross wants a winning product uh, is, is absurd to me. And he, he had dysfunction. If everything coming out, and I truly believe the Dolphins are the ones leaking all these, Brian Flores is a bad guy, uh, very difficult to work with stories. If it's true that Ross and, and Greer believe in Tua and Brian Flores doesn't believe in Tua, you need a coach now who's going to, to work Tua. And, and that's why the talk is Brian Dable being the Dolphins head coach because he knows the NFC, the AFC East. He worked with Tua at Alabama. Uh, we saw what he did with Josh Allen. Josh Allen gives a ton of credit uh, to, to Dable. Uh, and, and, and I think it's going to be one of the two guys from, from, uh, from Buffalo because they're talking Leslie Frazier now uh, is being interviewed too. So I think Miami brings in one of the Buffalo coaches, probably Dable. Uh, Dable, Dable was also responsible for Chad, Henney, <clears throat> Chad Henney's best year. Yeah. He was the coordinator uh, in Miami when Henney uh, actually looked decent. Um, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> it's, a, it's, it's hard to determine what, what you want? Uh, do you want another first-time, uh, you know, head coach, or do you want I, someone experienced? I think Dable's different, though. I think because of the amount of time that he's been in this league, the fact that he's coached under Saban and um, he, he's coached under Saban and Belichick, and he's won championships under both, and and you know how those guys are. They're, they 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 need to trust you, and the positions they held on both those staffs are positions that are very close to Belichick and to Saban. Um, and you know Saban and Belichick talk constantly. Uh, I, I think he's valued. And I think when you look at Doug McDermott bringing him on and trusting him to to fix Josh Allen, like, hey, we're going to give you this kid. He's He's got flaws, but he, he we're going to take him high. And he, he makes Josh Allen into a guy that's pretty much next tier, uh, right outside of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and uh, – uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, you, you would probably put him as the next guy. He'd be number four uh, on that list. I, I, I think Dable can do a very good job with this Miami team, bringing in the right defensive coordinator, 
uh, would be a big help. So for me, uh, I, I, I think that's going to be the higher. I know a lot of Dolphin fans aren't happy about it. Like I listened to the Jonathan Dazzle show. He doesn't want Brian Dable. Um, but I, to be honest with you, I don't like the Doug Penderson, Peterson uh, uh, coaching hire because if anybody remembers, the reason he got fired is because he lost that locker room. And the Eagles look a lot better since he's left. I know he won a Super Bowl with with Nick Foles, but that team was pretty damn good. Carson Wentz carried them for pretty much the whole season. So, yes, it was a great Super Bowl victory over, over Tom Brady. But, uh, right, they beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl, I think. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they beat the Pats. Um, so, for me, I, like, he's a good coach. I don't think he's the right coach for Miami. I think Peterson will be good in uh, Jacksonville with uh, with Trevor Lawrence, but uh, for me, nah, that's a no go for him in Miami. I, I think Brian Dable is the right is the right person. If Dable can come down here and and work with Tua and bring the best out of Tua, I'm I'm all for it. But whoever comes down here, they need, need to fix the O line. Okay, I don't care who I don't care who it is that comes down here. That O line needs to be addressed so we can see. Tua at his best. Um, and if oh oh if oh, these oh Corey, did you go to the Kodak Kodak Black School of uh rhyming? Offensive line is to be addressed so it can be the best. <laughs> well, you Word, know. What a wordsmith you are. <laughs> Everybody knows but, that. <laughs> and if and if it's true about Flores uh and Tua not getting along, and, and I, I do have firsthand knowledge of some things that happened in the locker room and I, I won't I won't give who who gave that information. Uh, but <clears throat> but I do have firsthand knowledge that yes, uh, a lot that? of players, yeah. Wow. Uh, a lot of a lot of pl- players do not like how Flores treated players. Um, wow. there was there was an incident where uh, a player came into his office to speak to him about something about not even football really like he walked in and Flores said uh you can get out of you talking about getting more playing time like he just dismissed them before he even opened his mouth um also the 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 Tennessee Titans uh game it was true at halftime about the argument uh, the argument was wow. true. Wow. All right. So and for people who don't know, sorry to cut you off, Corey. So mm-hmm. a, a news report came out that Tua Tagovailoa and, and head coach Brian Flores got into a argument where it's Tua, the, the overall nice guy, the guy who just has no nothing bad to say about anybody. Uh, they got into a heated exchange where even Tua and, and Flores were changing, uh, were exchanging profanities. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, at halftime, Flores did come at Tua and say, you know, criticize them for playing bad in front of the team. They were just critical of them, like, oh, you're, you're playing awful. Uh, get it together, blah, blah, blah. And then F-bombs were exchanged between the both of them. And so the story about, about him saying that he wanted <laughs> Herbert over Tua, is that or... I'm sorry? The, the, a report came out uh, that, that uh, Flores said to Tua that he wished he had Herbert over Tua. Well, uh, well, the report was Mac Jones. Over. Oh, oh, yeah, Mac Jones. I, I'm sorry, not Justin Herbert. Yeah, that he wanted Mac Jones over, over to him. Uh, I don't think that's true. Uh, it was, it was that report was by Michael Lombardi. 
And uh, oh, well, we know since retracted. Oh, God, so. Michael, listen, as a Browns fan, Michael Lombardi is the worst, the worst. <laughs> but it was true that they exchanged f bombs and to a scream to him, You can't treat people like you do. Wow, that was at the halftime game of the Titans. That's like Jesus um, coming down and telling you you're doing it all wrong. Like if two is telling you <laughs> you can't treat people the way you do, you need to look at yourself and realize like you're probably not treating people correctly. Mm-hmm. And two is telling you that because two is the ultimate good guy. Like like he there should be an NFL award for just best humans in the NFL, and two would win. Okay, but I mean Flores is still a good coach. I don't care. Oh, fantastic coach. But but Chris, you love. Tua Tagovailoa. Uh huh. And this guy is saying two is not good. I don't give a shit. And so who do you uh, support? I mean, now since he's gone, two is my guy. Okay. But I mean, I, I mean, looking. I'm sorry. Look, look. Oh, yes, he, lo- he he did lose the locker room, and obviously he was really you know he was more meaner than usual. All right, and and all that good stuff. But I come from. I don't know. I come from where coaches would call you a piece of shit. <laughs> like my coaches never called me that. I played baseball, and trust <laughs> me, like my coaches would call me a fat piece of shit. All right, all right. And my dad was my coach, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, Flores. My point is this: even with his flaw of being rougher on the edges, he was still a damn good coach. Do you, do you know what I kept thinking about um, as these stories of how shitty of a human Brian Flores was to his team is I always go back to that one game and, and Chris, Chris is like infatuation with Brian Flores. He's like, Brian Flores will fight for his players. He'll do anything for his players. And then all the stories come out. He's like, he was a dick to everybody. He was such a scumbag to everybody. I keep thinking back to like, man, Brian Flores is a fantastic actor. He hates Tua, and he's like, that's my quarterback. Tua's my quarterback. And then, like, that game where he's, like, ready to fight another team for his player, and you're like, Tua, man, he's got that locker room. Look at them. They're, they're winning eight of nine. They got to love him. And then he's fired, and he's a piece of shit. Look, obviously, even though he, I, I still think he's a great coach, there is a psychological thing in his demeanor that does not make him a complete, perfect head coach. So I think he's good, yeah. So, so, then, I get yes. so then, yes, finally. If, you know, if he had to go, then fine. Fine. Before I get to my point, it, it is, if you look back on the Belichick tree mm-hmm. of coaches who, who came and coached, uh, first of all, the only uh, successful one now is Rabel, right? Yeah, but yeah. As, they as have a, a common denominator. At the end, everyone says they're jerks. Yeah. Now, Belichick could get away with it because he's won championships. But if you're coming into a team and you're just coaching for the first time, you can't be a jerk <laughs> because no. yeah, yeah. you haven't accomplished anything. Do you do you know what's funny, Corey? Do you remember at the beginning of last season when Tennessee broke out in COVID and everybody was shitting on Vabral? Like they were saying, like he just doesn't care, blah blah blah. Like he's a dick. Uh, you know, when Brady left Belichick, it was oh, nobody wants to work in the Belichick system. Like he's a jerk. Um, you know, it, it, and it's funny because the coaches that come under him, and remember, he he comes from the Bill Parcells coaching tree. 
right. and everybody had the same thing to say about Bill Parcell that he's a dick. Um, but there's there's one guy that was uh, actually two guys, Joe Judge, who just got fired, who everybody said was a likable guy, uh, made it four years and is gone. Uh, but my, Matt Patricia, everyone's like, oh, please, please, a player's coach. That guy was the worst fucking coach yeah, I've ever seen in my life. The only person worse than Matt Patricia, Urban Meyer. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the worst coaches. <laughs> oh, I would take uh, who, who was the guy uh, Miami had uh, the one win coach. Uh, he ended up coaching Cameron. Green Bay. Cam mm-hmm. Cameron. Yeah, he ended up coaching Green Bay and actually doing pretty decent. Um, I would take Cam Cameron every day of the week over Matt Patricia and Urban Meyer, <laughs> without a doubt, without a freaking doubt. I would take back. If I was the Dolphins, I would take back Nick Saban over taking Matt Patricia or Urban Meyer. <laughs> oh, me too. God, me too. so but, bad. But but looking back, like, and I, and I don't want to trash Brian Flores because I supported him. I think he is a good coach. Yeah, um, I, I think he's still a good coach, too. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, he, he has got off to slow starts every year. But I I just feel like he could have fixed that, right? Um, but this year, it – if you look back, and we all know hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Uh, the things with Tua, when Tua broke his ribs, he wanted to come back that game. Yeah, and um, and and we know that Drew Brees broke eleven ribs and played like two weeks later. Yep. Uh, he wanted to come back. Okay, I can understand sitting him out Buffalo game. Tua felt he was ready next game, and he put him on the IR, meaning you can't play for three more games. Now, you know if if your player feels like he's ready to play like and of course he came out and said yeah, i'm protecting him from himself and Tua was a good soldier and saying maybe they're protecting me from myself brian Flores, but, the reverse uh, uh stefanski where the browns let <laughs> baker where the browns let baker die and then uh brian Flores would it, would it even let Tua get on the field but but if the doctors are saying you know a flap jacket would help your your ribs would heal uh, you could probably play. Let, let, if, let's be real, like Corey. If Jacoby Brissett wasn't as atrocious as he was in that in that Ravens game, and then got hurt, he's not. He might not have played for another two weeks. Exactly, and, and he would. And and Tua, and this is another thing from the source. Tua was well enough to play Houston. He just didn't play him. You know, he was the backup the whole game against yeah. Houston. Yeah. And then a week later, you're even better. If you're ready for Houston, you're more ready for Baltimore. And he didn't start him then. But Brissett got hurt. You had to put Tua in for a play. And then and it was so Tua weird, too, because he didn't dress him in the Houston game, but he dressed him for Baltimore and didn't even start him. Like, why would you dress him? Right. It, it was just the weirdest thing. And, and, if Brissett, like you said, if Brissett didn't get hurt, he was going to stick with that foolishness that was on oh, the field. He was. Tua came in and did more than Brissett did, you know, in two and a half quarters. What what game was it? Was, it? was it the Tennessee game where Miami was like, they had like a third and short, and he brought in J- Jacoby Brissett, and Jacoby Brissett didn't even get the first down? Like where you just yeah. have to, you have to lie down. With how big he is, all he had to do was lie down, and he ran sideways and got tackled for a loss. Well, that yeah. happened a lot, Aaron. Yeah, yeah the, first ha- the first half of the season, when you saw Brissett come in, you know it was quarterback sneak. Second half of the season, when he came in, it was rollouts 
for whatever reason, we needed one yard and he's rolling out and not getting any of them. Like he's just not getting any of them. And then the one, the ones he did get, say he did convert, he would keep them on the field for another play, which is just, what are you doing? Like it, I, I'm not, I'm not here to say Flores sabotage Tua, but man, he didn't put him in the best situation. Tua. <laughs> well, we know we we know for a fact he didn't want to like we like it like it was evident like uh last season that Tua was not his guy and he was doing everything in his power to get rid of Tua because it, it, it seemed like he was 100% sure that uh Deshaun Watson was going to be a Miami Dolphin in 2022 they just couldn't get it done in 2021 2022 Tua was going to go to Houston or Washington um, and you would have you you would have Deshaun Watson in Miami, and uh, it it didn't happen. Instead, Brian Flores is the one shipped out to uh. Yeah. <coughs> and, and Chris Greer, Chris Greer is a nice guy, right? He's been around the organization for twenty years. Yeah. I feel like if Brian Flores didn't want Tua, they wouldn't have drafted Tua. Okay. Like I, I just I just yeah, can't believe. That Flores they, was pounding the table saying, I don't want to, and we drafted him anyway. I, I don't believe that. Because Herbert, Herbert was available. Herbert was available. Um, Mac was, Jones. No, well, Mac, Jones, was Mac Jones wasn't available that year. Mac Jones was available the following season. Oh, the following year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Herbert. Uh, Burrow, Justin Fields? No, Justin Fields. It was, the, it, it was the Burrow to uh, Herbert draft. Burrow oh, went. So it was only one. Herbert. Yeah, because Burrow went number one to Cincinnati. But Miami had the uh, – Kyle Pitts – no, Kyle Pitts was this year, um, yeah. but uh, the, Miami had the uh, the ability. There was talks that Miami could sway Cincinnati for the number one pick uh, to get to get Burrow. Uh, yeah, we uh, offered to move up, and uh, Cincinnati rejected it. Yeah, because it was yeah, we, it was to go that. from one to five. Like uh, so, um, but you know, I I believe like if he didn't like Tua, they would have drafted Herbert. Yeah, no I, doubt in my mind. Yeah. So he had to say, like, I like Tua. Jalen Hurts went in that draft, too. Yeah, Jalen Hurts did go in that draft. Hurts went in that draft, uh, which is crazy because they're all starters. They're all very good starters. Uh, Somehow Jalen Hurts has got the same numbers as – just to prove my point that Lamar Jackson's terrible, uh, Jalen Hurts, (laughs) who's not impressive, uh, has – I saw Jesse Palmer breaking this down. Was it Palmer? Yeah, I think it was Palmer. Uh, he was breaking down the stats of uh, of, of pretty much uh, Lamar Jackson and and, and um, Jalen Hurts uh, through their first same amount of games, and they're almost statistically equal. So just yeah, furthering yeah. my point, just furthering my point that uh, Lamar Jackson is is not good. And and when he did it, he did total yards. He he did do passing yards. He just did total offensive yards because <laughs> you can't passing yards would be terrible. Um, but yeah, no, it, it it was quite a surprise, quite a story. Um, definitely on Monday, something you did not expect. Uh, I mean, once again, it was comical the way that Joe Judge was fired, but nobody was shocked when Joe Judge was fired. Um, so, but with with the firing of uh, uh, Brian Flores, it, it was everywhere. And okay, um, but here's a question. Here's a question for you and, and for Corey. Now, so now that it's coming to light that that Flores. Uh, He's rough around the edges, and he doesn't know how to talk to players and blah, blah, blah. Everywhere I, I, I listen to it, it's saying Flores is the number one candidate. I think so, too. 
I, I so would agree. Are people not are not are dismissing the fact that he doesn't know how to talk to players, or is are they going? Someone, yeah, that's not a big deal. That's how the NFL is. What's, someone call up Jason Sanders and see if Brian Flores ever kicked him in practice, and then uh, we'll decide if he no longer should be the number one coaching candidate. But I mean, is is he being an asshole so bad that he can't be a head coach in the NFL? I don't see why not. I mean, once again, he comes from the Belichick tree. And we know how Parcells was. We know how Mike Dicka was. I mean, Buddy Ryan was getting in an argument on the sideline uh, with his head coach when they were in Chicago with Dicka. Like, Buddy Ryan and Mike Dicka hated each other, and they won a damn championship. So um, I, I think in, in a society of snowflakes and soft bitches, um, I, I th- hey, let's talk about LeBron. Let's go. Let's just talk about I don't think it's, it's a big deal with Brian Flores because – if it was a problem, like, look, it, it sucks when you're when your boss talks down to you or is, is mean to, like nobody wants to go to work and be shit on. But let's be real. These guys make millions of dollars to play a game. They have been called some of the worst things in those dog piles. And for me, Brian Flores is the top of the top of the top. He's like the CEO of that coaching staff players should be going to their positions coaches first, then to their coordinators, and then to Brian Flores. Like, the shit should should roll uphill when coming to Flores. Flores should do what he what, what most coaches do. If a player's bad, like bad, bad, like, real, like uh, Tua in Tennessee, and let, let's be real, Tua was bad in Tennessee, Brian Flores is going to come to you. If, 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 if you're not playing well, like you're like you're bad, but you're not terrible. It should be your coordinator, your position coach. So for people, your interaction with Brian Flores is him being a dick. You're probably doing something wrong. You're you're, you're probably bad. To me, uh, I mean, it, it shouldn't stop him from getting a job because yeah. you know the the teams that interview him will default to. Well, maybe he had trouble with those people. He won't have trouble with us and he won't act that way. Right. But uh, Aaron, you continue to mention the Tennessee game. Mm -hmm. I think as a head coach, because you're, you're, you're overseeing everything. Yeah. So the offensive coordinator are calling the offense plays, defense coordinator calling the defense plays. Mm -hmm. right? They're responsible for the plays that happen on the field. But if it's not going well, you make adjustments. Yeah. You know, you put, to a in more favorable position, like yeah. a, a rollout. Yeah, but we, we we know that that's not what he wants to do is put Pitu in a favorable <laughs> position. See, so that 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 gets to my point. If he had a problem with him, and again, I don't want to say he sabotaged him, but why don't you put him in more favorable spots to look, rollouts to Gaseki, rollouts to Smite, get him get him confident, get him going, instead of like. Tua said after the game, the game plan was to push the ball. The game plan for this game was to push the ball down the field all game. In those conditions? Why? why, And he still still hit a 50-yarder waddle. Perfect throw. Nobody talks about that. But in those conditions, why would you do that? Did you see Tannehill pushing it down the field? No. No. So so why, why, why is that the why is that the move there? I don't understand. Unless you're 
mad at your QB and like, I'm going to make him look terrible. I'm going to get people on my side. It makes no sense. So I don't know. You know, I, I believe, I definitely believe my source. Um, about, <laughs> you know, what, what, what went on. Um, but I don't know as a, as a leader of men, you know, I, I understand the old school way. Like, yeah, you should be able to take harsh criticism. I was criticized when I played football. I, I, I had a jerk as a, as a coach um, and I kept going. But if, if you're calling people out in front of people, like these, these are grown, like for me, it was high school. Okay. Yeah. Like these men make more than you. So when you talk down to them, they're like, I make more than you, buddy. Like, you can't talk to me. I'm a grown man. You know, you can't deal with kids. How can't put like my scholarship? Well, that, well, that's what happened with Urban. Is is everyone saying, "Yo, this guy doesn't get it"? Like, you can't pull our scholarships. We have guaranteed contracts. Like, <laughs> yeah. With, with Saban, he's like, when he was here, he was treating people crazy, and they're like, "Yo, yo, I'm grown. Like, you can't do that to me." And, so, and that's why I don't think college coaches work in the NFL. I really don't. Uh, Pete Carroll's the anom- an- anomaly, but he also was an NFL coach before going to USC. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, so you're right. I mean, maybe maybe college coaches don't work, and maybe Belichick coaches don't work. Like James because Frankel, they- like, like Frankel from Penn State, phenomenal college coach. Turn Penn State around. I wouldn't trust him with an NFL team. James yes, Franklin. Uh, I don't know why I call him Frankel, but James Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> uh, it's just... And those from Belichick tree, they have to understand that you weren't the head man. So you could say all you want, like my way works, but you haven't proved your way works yet. You can't, Belichick can point to all these rings and yeah, people are going to buy in. Like, look, I hate players have come out. I hate it being there, but we win. Yep. It's, it's, uh, it's like going to Golden State right now. Like, like you go there because you know you're going to win. Like playing in Chicago with the Bulls. We all saw how dysfunctional really the, the 90 Bulls were. And, but, but you went there because you knew Jordan was going to win. You knew, you knew the, the, the front office was going to put together winners. Um, you know, th- there was the rumor that, uh, that came out that, that uh, Phil was racist. You know, like, so there was like a shit ton of dysfunction. Uh, but you're right. It, it correlates to uh, what, what Belichick has. You, if you don't have the rings, players don't give a shit. Yeah. So and then so to top it off with talking to you any kind of way, they're not going to res- respect that. You yeah. you didn't see any big names from the Miami Dolphins come out and support. No. Flores. Well, you knew Xavier Howard wasn't going to come out. Yeah. Um, Jalen Waddle hasn't said anything. Um, and and I think look. I, I think you're right in some aspects, but I also think Stephen Ross and, and Greer were like, don't speak to the media. Like, you, you're a Dolphin. You side mm-hmm. with the Dolphins. Wear the Dolphins. That's the jersey you wear. Don't be an Antonio Brown. But, but players did come out. It, it's just not the big ones. Did he just tell the big ones, big stars not to come out? Because, oh, like, course, our long course. snapper came out and said, thank you for my opportunity. Brandon Jones came out. Thanks for our... But Byron Jones said, you, you know, he, he showed he it wasn't really support, but he was like, yeah, you know, uh, people gave up on us when we were one and seven. Uh, you you told us to take it day by day. Hey, yeah, oh, coach, okay. coach speak. All right. Yeah. Coach speak. Um, 
But one game at a Baker, time. Baker said, "I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, I'm excited about next year." You, uh, yeah. So, so they're Gusecki, giving you locker, giving you said, locker room talk. Gusecki said, "Tua, we're going to throw the ball 40 times next year." Oh Woo, my whoop, god, they are. They're happy. They're going. You know? Yeah, they probably uh, are. They probably so, are. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to work in an environment where my my boss came every day, uh, cursing me out. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I do but, that every day now. But that's, you know, that's in an office. Football field, maybe you take it because it's a lot of trash talk. I, I don't can't hit somebody. I can't hit somebody at work. I hit somebody at work, I'm going to jail. <laughs> well, I'd like to hit people, but... Uh, if that's the case, then kudos to Stephen Ross for having the balls to do that. Well, kudos to Stephen Ross for pulling that trigger because that, that that's, I mean... When when you make shockwaves like that, you know uh, that's that's big. I mean that's and, and Stephen Ross. Look, he said the right things that it's a young roster, and, and that he was giving kudos to pretty much putting his foot down and saying he supports Greer by saying this is a young talented roster, um, and I think that we we can do better than what we've done. Uh, I thought the Dolphins were pretty pretty good. I I I what did I have them at? I had them at six or seven wins. They ended up having nine. Yeah. So I, had I mean at twelve. Yeah, so we but, settled. We settled in the middle. Uh, yeah. on that one. If Tua doesn't get hurt, I'm still. I, I still say we're number one seed <laughs> at twelve and five, like the Titans. Raiders, 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 Jacksonville, Atlanta, even Colts. We would have beat the Colts. I'm, don't let's not talk about the Colts. It's upsetting. Cost me a lot of money. Oh, oh, Colts! A what a way to what a way to not make the playoffs. And you know talking about a GM and a coach completely throwing their quarterback you, over the bus. Do you do you know they are lambasting Wentz? Oh, now. they should. Um, yeah, they should. They uh, so Irvin, our, our Jacksonville fan who who listens to the show, <laughs> he uh, he like we all were roasting him in the fantasy football league that I'm in with him, and he said <coughs> words were, "Be careful, the Colts can't win in Jacksonville." I was like, come on, bro. Get out of here. They've lost like the last four years. I can't believe they lo- how bad they lost. And Trevor Lawrence yeah. looked great. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence looked like what we wanted him to look like all season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So while we're talking about last week's games, let's get into them as we get ready to re- recap the last week of regular season football and get you guys ready for uh, the playoffs as they are starting on Saturday night. Uh, and we got Monday night this year uh, for for playoff football, which is great. Uh, the Chiefs they opened up uh, week eighteen. They they took on the Broncos. Um, obviously, the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, they had a chance to play for something, but they weren't really playing for anything because as long as Tennessee uh, won their game against Houston, uh, they were going to uh, lock up the number one seed in home field advantage. So for the first time, uh, if uh, Patty Mahomes can get out of the wild card. He will have to play on the no. He won't have to play on the road to the AFC's championship game. Um, so the Chiefs, despite their dysfunctions, they played the team that ruined the Dolphins and Browns' chances at the playoffs. Uh, as the Chiefs went into Denver, they finished with a four-point victory, and they beat the Broncos. Uh, the Cowboys, for the second week in a row, pretty much put up fifty points. Uh, they dropped 51 on the Eagles. Both of these teams playing for nothing um, as they uh, 
Cowboys obviously had the the uh, a uh, the NFC East locked up. Uh, Eagles had the last playoff spot locked up. Uh, Cowboys win 51-26 uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, the Packers. I mean, are you surprised? I'm not. Packers had the the number one seed uh, all uh, pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. Uh, they lost to the Lions. So, hey, man, how great is that? That all season we thought our boy over uh, in, in Detroit, uh, Coach uh, Dan Campbell. Uh, Dan Campbell. We thought the, Coach Dan Campbell was going to get the number one pick. They're going to have the number three pick. Kudos <laughs> to Dan Campbell and the Lions as they they win their third game. Uh, they finish the season three thirteen and one. Uh, they uh, they beat the Packers 37-30. So a nice little uh, a nice little gift for uh, for dude. I just got scared shitless. Okay, so when I do the show, <laughs> yo. So as I'm doing the show, uh, I look at my kitchen and I can see into my bathroom and through the my peripherals, I see something moving in my bathroom. It's my dog, thank God. And I was like, oh my God, what is that thing? <laughs> Bathroom. <laughs> the uh, he scared the crap out of me. God, <laughs> now she's over here. She, uh, hey Joe. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the Lions. Uh, a nice little party gift for the season as they uh, they get their third win, beating uh, the Packers, who will have the number one seed in the NFC. We spoke about this game. The Colts. Uh, your pieces of garbage cost me so much damn money. Um. Uh, <laughs> God, what a waste of Jonathan Taylor this season. Uh, they lose <coughs> to uh, the Jaguars. Jaguars finished 13 and 14. Uh, they beat the Colts at home 26 uh, 11. The uh, Washington Football Club, who will have a new name uh, coming up uh, and probably a new quarterback. Uh, they're also one of my picks for next season to make the playoffs. They missed it this year after being in it last year. I still really like this team a lot. Uh, they dismantle the Giants uh, 22 to 7. The Vikings, who also very much underperformed, they'll have a new coach. I expect them to be in the playoffs next year. They undress the Bears 31 uh, 17. The Titans, they lock up the number one seed after almost letting the Texans back into that game. They win 28 uh, 25. The Steelers sneak into the playoffs as they beat the Ravens 16 uh, 13. Uh, the game that nobody played in between the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, the Browns get uh, a meaningless win uh, that uh, kind of pushes them further back in the draft order. Uh, they win 21-16 as they sweep the Bengals. So the Browns sweep the Bengals, split with the Ravens, and gets, uh, and they get swept by Pittsburgh this season. Uh, the Rams, they let... Uh, th- this was a good... This was a very good game. So the Rams still... Could have technically won the um, no, they couldn't have. Uh, the the Packers had it locked up. Uh, the Rams, they they were playing for the number two seed. They uh, they lose to San Francisco, who needed the win to get in at ten and seven. Uh, San Francisco does that. They'll play the Cowboys. Um, the Panthers, they played the Bucks, got absolutely bitch slapped. Uh, the Panthers, that's a bad football franchise, man. That they, they are bad. Uh, they uh, they got the ball at 41-17. The Cardinals, the non-believing team, somehow, since Russell Wilson came back, the Seahawks had three wins. They now have four wins since Russell's back. They're 7-10. and 10. They end up beating the Cardinals, so the Cardinals will take on the uh, Rams 
uh, in the playoffs. Uh, the Patriots, uh, they got – look, the game was close score-wise, but it wasn't close on the field. The Dolphins owned the Patriots in this game. They made Mac Jones look like a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> Saints, uh, they missed the playoffs. Uh, they uh, ended up beating the Falcons. They needed to win this game. They did, but they still missed the playoffs. 30-20, uh, to 20, they beat the Falcons. Falcons better find themselves a quarterback in, in, in the draft. Uh, Jets lose to the Bills. 10 to 27. And the final game was the uh, Raiders chargers. This thing was everything you wanted to be. It looked like we were going to get a tie, uh, but Dan Carlson said, Nope. Uh, Roger Goodell paid me a lot of money to make us look like we got retribution for firing John, John Gruden. Um, and they uh, squeeze out a 35. It was as dramatic as can be. He hit the crossbar for it to bounce over. They, the chargers called the timeout for some reason <laughs> And, uh, you know, which would have ran the clock out and we would have got our 32-32 tie and and Pittsburgh would have been out. But uh, a lot of weird things happened in that game uh, to get the Raiders into the playoffs. And, oh, who's not in the playoffs? Justin Herbert. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Right at home. Right at home with Tua. Yeah, same record, too, for the season, by the way. If anybody wanted Mm -hmm. to know, Dolphins finished 9-8, and Chargers finished 9-8. and Yep, but uh, but uh, two of two has finished uh, what eight and four. A lot more talent on that Chargers roster too. They got a little guy called Austin Eckler, Michael Williams. He scored twenty touchdowns this year. Nobody's talking about it. Yeah, uh, for a team that has a running game compared to a team that doesn't have a running game, it's a little weird. And people still think that Justin Herbert might be better than Tua. I'm not going to argue with you there. All right. So, Saturday, we got playoff football. Boys, this is the best time. Like, I love football. I love regular season football, but there's nothing better. It's cold outside. It's beautiful. The trees are changing colors. It's just the best time of the year. You get the best football. You get this beautiful weather. And I cannot wait for Saturday at 4.30 in the afternoon, even though it's the Raiders heading to Cincinnati, the 10 and seven Raiders, they'll take on the 10 and seven Bengals. And at no point do I think that the Raiders have a shot in this game. When you have Joe Mixon, you have Joe Burrow, Jesus Christ. How many Joes are on the Bengals? (laughs) Uh, You got Burrow, you got Mixon, you got uh, Jamar chase, you got uh, Higgins. I mean, uh, let's be real. Uh, I can't even pronounce their, their tight end. Uzuma, Uzuma, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uzoma. Uzoma. yeah um, <laughs> so when I look at that Bengals team, uh, I, I like them a lot. I think Joe Burrow is the real deal. I said it when he got drafted. Um, so I, I am absolutely a fan uh, of, of the Bengals. Uh, that, that's the team that I'm pulling for in the AFC. So uh, give me the Bengals uh, over the Raiders. I'll take the Bengals 31 uh, 17 over, over the Raiders to open up the wild card weekend. The Raiders have no business being in the playoffs at all, especially this game outside. They're a dome team now. They're a dome team going outside in the playoffs with that weather, with that offense. The Bengals are going to romp 34 to 16. Um, I actually think it's going to be closer than people expect. Uh, I have the Bengals winning, um, but 
I think the Raiders are going to put up a fight. Um, they're, they're Jekyll and Hyde. Sometimes they get blown to smithereens, and sometimes they win unexpected games. How much mascara do you think uh, Derek Carr is going to wear? How much mascara? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but it's going to run at the end of the game when it's trying. Uh, I have the Bengals winning in a fairly close one, 27 to 20. All right. Uh, the second game is uh, at 8.15 in the evening. Uh, it's a game that I think everybody wants to watch Mac Jones get absolutely dismantled as the uh, Patriots. They're headed. Uh, this is this is it. This is a rubber match. Uh, each team split this year. Uh, each team won on each other's home surfaces. So uh, New England won in Buffalo. Buffalo won in New England. Um, I, I, I was saying today, I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC. And when you look at the roster, I think they are the best team. Um, I, I think Mac Jones isn't prepared for what's about to happen to him. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to be rocking. It's going to be freezing. Um, I think we're going to see a, a, a really ramped up Josh Allen. I, I think this could be Josh Allen's year. I, I, re, I really do. Um, so I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I still think it's going to be pretty close because you can never count out Belichick in the playoffs. He's always prepared. Uh, I like Bills 21-17 over the Patriots. Look, the first game was this weird fluke where one team ran it like 99% of the time. Ridiculous, okay? The second game in New England is where you really saw the disparage, uh, you know, the difference of talent, and Buffalo just kicked the shit out of them. I think that's what we're going to see. Um, no, I don't think it's going to be close. Buffalo 27, uh, Patriots 16. Um, yeah, I, I think the second meeting was the was the real uh, picture of what these two teams going against each other is like. Uh, Buffalo dominating. Um, Mac Jones didn't do well in any game. Uh, even though they won the first one, they didn't do well. Um, I just don't see <coughs> New England doing enough uh, in Buffalo. The crowd's going to be rocking. I have Buffalo winning 34 to 17. Yep. All right. Our Sunday games, we got three of them on Sunday. Uh, we'll start with the game at one o'clock. Uh, the Eagles, they're headed to Tampa. Um, look, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. The Antonio Brown is behind them. He's released. Nobody's heard about him at all. It'd be funny, though, if he turns up on the Eagles roster for this game. Um, but, look, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are a nice story. It was nice of them to get into playoffs. Uh, but it ends here. Uh, you can't count out Tom Brady in, in the playoffs. Uh, I like this one a lot uh, for the Bucks. I'll go Buccaneers 24, Eagles 13. <sighs> Yeah, I think the Cinderella thing about the Eagles ends quickly. I don't think Jalen Hurts has what it takes for playoff football. Um, if they stop him from running, they're going to stop him, period. And I think that's what they're going to do. And yes, Brady, uh, even though he sucks, he does have enough around him to do something. So I'll give the Bucks 31 to 10. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, this is the first worst possible 
matchup Eagles <laughs> could have came into um, facing the de- defending champs. Um, it's the playoffs. It's Brady. He's going to find ways to win. Um, de- defensively, Philly won't be able to stop Tampa Bay much. Tampa Bay usually scores easily uh, unless they're playing the Saints. Um, (laughs) Jalen Hurts, I mean, if he could pass the ball, he would have a good chance against that (laughs) secondary. But he can't pass the ball. And his strength strength right now is running. And those linebackers, that front seven for Tampa Bay is their strength. So nothing, nothing is going well for Philly already pregame. <laughs> the matchups don't, the matchups don't favor uh, Philly at any point. So I'm seeing a big victory, uh, thirty-eight, Tampa thirty-eight, uh, Philly fourteen. All right. Sorry, Philly. Uh, this this is a game that I'm excited for because I think I think this is the end of Cowboys Nation uh, for the season. They got maybe the worst matchup they could have possibly drawn in the playoffs. I think the San Francisco 49ers are, are the worst matchup they could possibly want. They're, they, they're, they're a ground-and-pound team. They're going to run the ball down your throat. They, they run great offensive schemes uh, against that defense. We, we saw the Cowboys are two different types of defenses. Either they're going to get a turnover or you're going to score a touchdown against them. And that's how they've been the whole second half of the season. The Cowboys offense, granted, they put up a hundred over a hundred points in two out of the last three games, uh, outside of the uh, Arizona game when they got uh, beat by the Cardinals. Uh, their their other two games have been they they scored over a hundred points. Um, but the Forty Nine ers are tough. We've seen them hang with everybody. Uh, I, I like the Niners in this one. Um, I'm gonna go Forty Nine ers. 29 to 25 over the Cowboys. Um, I think this one will be closed. Okay. But yes, the 49ers are just, I don't know, more physical. And at some point, Dak is going to make a mistake. I don't know. Um, I'm going to, but and Jimmy, Jimmy G looked great against the Rams when it counted, when Jimmy G had to get the win down. Um, no, I didn't. No, yeah. Oh, no, he did. <laughs> what do you mean? He drove him down twice to win that right. game. It was all right. It was all right. He, but, um, he had two game winning drives in that game. No, no. Samuel. Samuel is just playing incredibly. He was uh, who somebody's got to throw Debo the ball. No, he was all right. He was all right. Uh, let me see. Uh, Jimmy G never does anything good ever. Period. He had two game-winning uh, drives. He drove them down to win the game. Then the Rams came back and scored, and then he drove them down him. again. Right. Let me see. No, but yes. <laughs> you know what? Game-winning field goal. The 49ers win 27-24. Mike McCarthy's trash also. Yeah. Um, I really don't believe in Jimmy G. Um, you don't have to. He's got more uh, Super Bowl I, appearances than Dak. That's true. Um, I, I I do think he did well down the stretch against the Rams, but at the end of the day, did the Rams really have something to play for? Um, yeah. Well, they <laughs> lost to San Francisco twice this year. Why would you let that team in? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think 
I think the Cowboys can pull it off. Uh, and still boo, this one. Boo, Corey. Boo. <laughs> I just see. I see that C.D. Lamb having a big game. I see Ezekiel Elliott finally playing like he's supposed to. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll beat San Francisco. I, I, I don't think Jimmy G, if they get behind, if San Francisco gets behind, it's over. Um, so what I don't you think is just don't get behind? Yeah, don't get that's, behind. That's fine. They won't. Um, like you realize who coaches the, the Dallas Cowboys, right? Mike McCarthy. Yeah, he's garbage. Yeah, it might be mojo but. moment. Mojo moment. Do you remember that? Yeah, he's terrible. Like if he has, if he never gets Aaron Rodgers, he he does not win a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I'm a believer that uh, Dallas, you know, had the uh, biggest optimist fans there is, and, and oh they, god, they failed them every year. They're, they're already uh, the winning. The Cowboys failed them every year. The Cowboys are already repeating in 2022 for for 2023 for the Cowboy fans right now. They're 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 already. We're gonna repeat next season. Okay. Win <laughs> but, it this uh, year. <laughs> against my gut thought, uh, I think Cowboys will win uh, 24 to 20. Right, go with your gut. You're a smart human. Go with your gut. Uh, the Big Ben uh, experiment is still going on as the Steelers. Benefit. Oh, this game's on Telemundo. I'm gonna watch it on Telemundo. What? Uh, yeah, it's on Telemundo. On, so yeah, so the 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 49ers, the 49ers and and Cowboys game. Yeah. So so just to give you guys uh, the, the stations because this is cool. Like I like how all these games are on. So uh, Bengals and Raiders. That that you can catch on NBC, Peacock, or Universio, um, which I believe is uni- used to be Univision. Or univ- uh, I don't know. Whatever. It's Universal <laughs> Spanish Station. Uh, the the Patriots and uh, Bills, you can catch on CBS or Paramount Plus. Uh, Eagles Bucks is on Fox and Fox Deportes. Uh, San Francisco. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> these, are the channels, these are the channels you can get the games on. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> the Cowboys. The Cowboys and 49ers, you can catch on the most platforms. Uh, you can catch it on CBS, Paramount Plus, Nickelodeon, or Amazon Prime. Is that before or after the, you know, the soap opera where every woman's naked? Well, no, that's not on any of the Spanish channels yet. Sábado Gigante. Sábado Gigante, baby. Well, that's where you can catch this next one, the Steelers and the Chiefs. Uh, that one will be on NBC, Peacock, or Telemundo. Telemundo. Chris, you have to watch the game on Telemundo. I'm going to watch it on Telemundo. I need to know what that game is going to sound like on Telemundo. It, it's going to be the – because I have this game low scoring. <laughs> I think Pittsburgh's defense shows up for this game. I have this game like 19 to 12. Okay. Uh, I have heard like American football in Spanish, yeah. and it's so dramatic. I got to watch it. Everything sounds so dramatic, Corey. Let's say a two-yard run would sound like this. Ahora sí, y tú a corta pelota se lo da a Philip Lindsay y corre dos yardas. Tell me, tell, can you do a play like right now in, in that announcer of Patrick Mahomes scrambling and then throwing a 30-yard bomb to, sure. uh, tra- to, to Tyreek Hill? 
What, what would that sound like? Estamos en el Chiefs de Kansas City. Está en la 45 yarda, el tercer down. Aquí viene Mahomes y corre el balón. Está corriendo, está corriendo. Tiene mucha presión. Está corriendo. Tira, lanza y lo coge Terry Hill. Está corriendo. La 20, la 15, la 10. Oh, muy bueno para Terry Mahomes. I mean, what's, what's the touchdown? Give me, give me, just like the goals. Give me a Clyde <laughs> Edwards Hilaire 25 yard touchdown run. And I was at it, but I guess I was at it. Lair, siempre, siempre, está corriendo, está corriendo la 25, la 20, la 15, lo está corriendo. Touchdown. Touchdown. Like, they call the thing just like a soccer goal. I have to watch it now. I'm so jacked to watch Steelers Chiefs on Telemundo. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that was amazing. Um, give me Chiefs over Steelers. Uh, 19-12, Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. And if it's in Spanish, they're going to think it's like the chefs, by the way. Uh, the, give me the, the Chiefs over the Steelers by a lot. The Steelers have no business being there. They really don't. Um, 38-17, Chiefs. Oh. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I kind of want to watch the game and call Chris and ask him to do play-by-play. I know, right? Uh, great. <laughs> Dolphins really need to get a hold of you, Chris, for next season. Yeah. Forget Telemundo. I, I want uh, Chris. So that's how they sound. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, Pittsburgh sucks. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> no way around it. Congrats for Tomlin. We're making it every year. Again, unbelievable. Uh, I know you are crapping your pants watching that Chargers Raiders game. Is he the only black? Tied, he, he's, the, he's the only black coach in the in the in the playoffs. Gotta yeah, have he, warning. He's the he's token. The, he's the only black coach. He's the only black coach in the NFL now. <laughs> After Flores and Cully got hey, fired. and they, you know what? This is this is the Trump, the post-Trump America, because they just redid the Rooney Rule, where you don't have to have a like you, you like you don't have to put in a name for a candidate. Really? Yeah, you know how like you always had to interview a guy, like you yeah, had to interview. There's a there's like a rule change or something where like now it's not like as prevalent as it was before. Oh wow! So they can really be racist now. Oh yeah, well, so uh, more racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Again, Pittsburgh sucks. Yeah. Um, they're facing the Chiefs in in Kansas City. They have no business being on the same field with them. Uh, Roethlisberger. I I don't think he'll even throw for 150 yards. Um, <laughs> Chiefs big, 41-16. All right. Uh, brings us to Monday night. Uh, the game that I'm excited about is the Fakers and the Arizona Cardinals. They head to LA to take on the Rams. Uh, the Cardinals lost last week. Like they had a chance to like make a statement and they lost. Uh, I know the Rams lost to San Francisco, but San Francisco is a lot better than whoever the Cardinals played. Um, the Rams are 12 and five. And like people are complaining about the way they perform. They're, they're 12. They're a game behind green Bay who everybody thought played exceptionally well weren't they like eight and one at some yeah. point they have the same record as the number one seed in the afc um they're really good 
and they were my pick at the beginning of the year. They're still my pick as long as Matt Stafford doesn't do what Carson Wentz does and just gets the win. Uh, Odell's fitting really well into the number two wide receiver point there. Cooper Cup's having one of the greatest years that we've ever seen in a wide receiver have outside of Jerry Rice. They got Cam Akers back, who, if anybody remembers his rookie season, uh, was sensational, and they have him with Sony Michelle. Uh, the offensive line's great. The defensive line's great. Defense is great for the Rams. Uh, I, I think this is where it ends for Arizona. I, I don't think Kyler Murray is smart enough as a quarterback to be successful in a game like this. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be back, right? He's back for this game. Do we know if he's back? I don't know. Last week he was on crutches. Yeah. So if he's not back, if, if there's no <laughs> D, if there's no D hop in this game, it's over. Uh, Cardinals, you're done. Um, I'll go 28, uh, 21 uh, Rams. Uh, they they advance. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't see the Rams losing two weeks in a row. One of them being in the playoffs at home. They have way too much talent. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened to the Cardinals. I mean, cause they did beat some people in the beginning of the year. Like for example, they went to Tennessee and destroyed them, but I don't know what happened to them. They, they fizzled off. Give me the Rams 27, the Cardinals 23. Um, yes. Arizona Cardinals are last year's Pittsburgh Steelers. Frogs. Sorry to say, um, they got up to a hot start. Everything was clicking. Then um, it just fell off. Um, I, Tyler Murray is great, right? He's he runs around like a toddler, gets yards. Um, but, <laughs> Darby, Darby. <laughs> but uh, I don't believe him. Um, the Rams, even though they lost last week, they're starting to click, starting to integrate Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Still have a solid offense. They'll have a great defense. That's a recipe for victory. Uh, give me Rams uh, 27 to 17. All right. <coughs> um, that's going to be it for Wild Card Weekend. Um, a- as we're looking at the playoffs, it- it- you're looking at teams, and somebody was asking me today, like, uh, who-, who do I have in, in the Super Bowl? It's, I don't believe in Tennessee, even though they're getting Derrick Henry back. Um, I just, I just don't think they're the best team in the AFC. When I look at roster, I think the Bills are the best team roster wise uh, for for the AFC. My second pick would would be the Bengals because that if the defense just does enough for the Bengals, that offense can score like easily. Um. So I, I, I'm going to go Bills out of the AFC. I, I think we can get a Bills-Bengals AFC championship game. Um, but that, that, that's who I'm riding with the, out of the AFC. It would be those two teams. In the NFC, I mean, it's clear as day. It's, it's the Rams. It's, it's Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay's defense is, is good. I mean, you can see you could run on them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has to do a lot of it. And I think the Rams have probably the most equal roster in all of, of, of the NFL. Um, 
So for me, I, I got I got Rams Bills Super Bowl. Um. Hmm. Uh. Let's see. So, uh, AFC, yeah. Uh, Tennessee Titans, yeah. They're they're not they're not the one, number one seed in my eyes. Uh, even though they were awarded it. Um, I think the best teams. I mean, you still got to give it to KC, right? They're they're currently on a what eight nine game win streak. Yeah. Are they? Did it, uh, I mean, that's. Well, they lost. It's not a win because they lost to they lost to Cincinnati two weeks ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, sorry. So eight out of their last nine. Um, I still think they can get it together. I mean, they're the most accomplished team in the playoffs uh, on the AFC side. Uh, I don't believe in Tennessee. I don't uh, Buffalo. Buffalo is a strong candidate. I can see it being. Uh, would they even match up? I could see a Chiefs Bills again. Uh, Bengals, I like watching them play. They're fun. There's they're so young. Uh, they're easy to root for. But I don't, I don't think they're quite ready yet. It's that defense, right? That defense is too much. Yeah. The, the defense, yeah. Sometimes you're going to have bad days offensively. Yeah. But your yeah. defense can't give it up every week. <laughs> you know, um, they, they, when they win, they normally win in shootouts. Yeah, or like yeah. They, their offense puts up thirty-five plus or thirty plus. How many win. people? How many people are calling Stefanski right now? Going, how do we shut this offense down? You guys did it. <laughs> you guys did it twice, and then it'll just say, right. well, "Don't have anything to play for." Week eighteen, and and that's how you do it. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I, I I see a Chiefs and Bills again. Um, uh, with the Chiefs going back. Wow, three straight Super Bowl appearances for the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. NFC, NFC, uh, the, get these Eagles out of here. Get these uh, <laughs> uh, Cardinals. Uh, get them all out of here, okay? It's Packers and Rams. Um, so we don't, you don't believe in Brady, then? Uh, <laughs> no. I, I, think if, I think if he faced uh, I think if he faced Green Bay, Green Bay would would dominate. Uh, yeah, dominate. I, I say dominate. Um, get him out of here. I, I think it's Packers and Rams, and I think Packers finally go back to the Super Bowl. So Packers and Chiefs. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' big fuck you to Green Bay as he walks out the door. Yes, rides off into the sunset uh, and finds another team. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy Jordan Love, jackasses. <laughs> you know what? I'm rooting for the Bengals, but no, they're not ready, especially with that defense. Um, I think the two best teams in the AFC are the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, I believe in Derrick Henry so much, and I do believe in in Derrick Henry, a healthy, uh, fresh Derrick Henry. He hasn't played in so much. I believe in him so much that I would not be surprised if they just write him to the Super Bowl, but. I think the AFC Championship game is going to be uh, KC and the Bills with KC winning. And the NFC, yeah, it's it's going to be the Packers and the Rams with the Packers winning. Yeah, and I like I like the Green Bay-Kansas City matchup. I would watch and love that Super Bowl. Uh, so, yeah. Super Bowl won a rematch. Yep. All right. So it all started. Yeah. 
Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll on fact, Elijah Pitts, number 25, Green Bay running back, scored two touchdowns. All right. Uh, as we move to the NBA, uh, the heat, man, uh, things in South Florida are good as long as you're not the Miami Dolphins. Um, the heat just are rolling, man. I was listening to how many games Butler's missed, how many games Bam's missed. We're, we're filling in guys, name guy, uh, to this <laughs> roster, and they're, they're playing great. <laughs> we smoked Atlanta last night. The Heat absolutely smoked them, 115 to 91. They just, just brutalized. The of the year. I mean, come yeah. on. Just brutalized the Atlanta Hawks. Um, but outside of what the Heat are doing, there's a guy in the league. Now you guys know my favorite players, right? Like uh, it's it's Damian Lillard is is my favorite ball player, right? He's a favorite player. But we were talking about when when three years ago, yeah, I think it's three years ago when Zion came into the league. I religiously said he is not the best player in that draft. That John Morant is going to be the better basketball player than Zion Williamson because Jaw. This is a, a league that's becoming more guard-driven, and Jaw is one of the best guards I've ever seen. I, I have his jersey. I mean, I, I I am a big Jaw fan, and I said it here. I've said it to everybody. Jaw was the guy. He 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 was the better-looking player. He, he's a natural scorer. He plays defense. Big Jaw Moran fan. That guy, the season he's having, is unreal. Is un- Memphis is the number four seed? in the Western Conference because of Ja Morant. Yeah, totally makes that team exciting. Um, that block he had where he caught it, like, he was as high as, like, the top of the square on the backboard. Uh, he has freaky athleticism. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, they're, they're the third, by the way. They're the third team in the oh, wow. They They, um, wow. Yeah, they're fun to watch. They're a great young team. They're, um, they're like the Cincinnati Bengals of the NBA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just going to point to that. They're a young team, which is why I don't think they'll make it all the way. Yeah. I don't, I don't so think young. They're. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. Um, I, I don't even know many people other than John Moran and Sharon Jackson Jr. You know, uh, but they are, they are fun to watch. And he's kind of taking the league by storm. Like, you're, you're going to know about me. Type type attitude, um, yeah. He, he's doing a great job, and and with the Heat, can can Spolster win Coach of the Year one year? Maybe like, be he's nice, grabbing. Right? Better like, be. He has, he has a G League team. We we blew out Phoenix, and our whole bench was ten day contracts. Like, yep. come on, can yeah. can he get a little bit of recognition, please? Uh, th- what he's doing with this this particular team is amazing. To, to miss Butler, what what are we, 26 and 15? Uh, and we've played the most road games of any team in the league. So this second half, when we're starting to get healthy, most of the games are going to be at home. We'll, we'll probably threaten for the number one seed. Yep. With, yeah. with this team. And, we, and we, we're 11 games over 500. And, and Miami's, guys, one, yeah, Miami's one of the best home teams in the league. They're, they're 12 and 4. They might actually be the best home team in the league. Hornets are twelve and five. We're doing this with a couple of cows, a last name guy, 
Uh, yeah, the heat, uh, the heat dead, are, dead with, men walking with, with with how with how limited their home schedule has been. The Heat have the best home record at twelve and four. Wow. So we, I mean, we have dead men's all over the place. We have a couple of cows. We have a guy walking around. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what a phenomenal job! And we're only going to get better because now it's going to seem like. We hit on the trade deadline when Bam comes back, when Jimmy comes back, when Oladipo shows up. Uh, man, and then and then we discovered a new dynamic: Hero and Duncan off the bench together. Miami <laughs> is in a three-way tie over the last ten games for best record. Uh, the Sixers, the Heat, and the Bulls all are eight and two in the last ten. And I'm and I'm willing to Nobody. bet you. Your second squad doesn't have as good as uh, players as Hero and Duncan. Nope. On, on your second, so when they come in, that's when just just against Atlanta, we started out slow. Atlanta outscored us in the first quarter. That bench came in. That was it. Domination. I right love now, I love this team. Right. I right love now, this team. Yeah. Right now the Heat are tied. The Heat are tied for the third longest win streak right now with. Uh, with Washington and Boston, yeah, Miami's tied for the third longest win streak with Washington and Boston. Uh, the Hornets have the second longest win streak currently with four in a row. The ability they have to find these guys, a Yurtsevin. Who? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Omer Yurtsevin. Kyle Guy looks great. And uh, uh, Duncan Robinson's from the G League. It's just, it's just amazing. It was nice, Duncan Robinson. Uh, you know, I know, I know. We make this joke every time, but it's finally, like, like I said, for for him to keep the consistency up, that Duncan Robinson finally <laughs> is, is earning his money. Yeah, he's but, quietly been playing a shitload better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He just needed people to be out with uh with COVID. It's really what it uh, needed to be. It's just too bad we're not on Memphis's level right now. Ten straight for the Grizzlies. Like that's what John Moran is doing. Ten straight for that team. So if 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 it's not gonna be Spolstra, it's gonna be the coach of the, of the Grizz. Like, like like that's the only two. Those are the only two guys who should be considered uh, for coach of the year. And Spolstra won't win again. Yeah, they'll give it to the Grizzlies head coach. Be like, oh, look, the job they did. Uh, and, and it was funny because you know, like we said, the Heat are twenty six and fifteen. The best team in the league is the Suns at thirty one and nine. So the Heat are four games back of having the best record in the uh, in the NBA. And we no, smoked them five. in Phoenix. Five, five games back, they're, they're five games back. I, I was a little, I was a little annoyed with. Uh, I like Devin Booker yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. A little annoyed by him the other night. Uh, they were playing at Toronto, where they have no fans. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, and down the stretch, he was shooting free throws, clutch free throws, and the mascot of the uh, Toronto Raptors was. Behind the basket, but in a seat where fans would be waving, <laughs> <laughs> waving, you know, yeah. trying to distract them from free throws. And he complained to the ref, and they made him move. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I didn't. That annoyed me for whatever reason. Like, yo, just shoot the free. Th- like, it's one person compared to fifteen thousand. Yeah, shouting, like, shouting. Shut up and. Uh, but, you know, 
I just wanted to throw that in. That that annoyed me. I still like Devin Booker, but it annoyed me. Like, like they actually that annoyed me that they actually moved him and made him go to the corner. Yeah, but we see that in 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 the NBA. That's it. that happens constantly. That happens constantly. Really? Yeah. I mean, fans, fans. have signs and, and yeah, but they make the they fans hand out things wavy. No, no, they hand they hand out. Yeah, and well, they do that. People who sit behind the basket. Well, they do that. They do that only. They do that only if you're not playing against LeBron James, because then he he gets you moved, and says that you said racist things. <laughs> I just didn't get it. The man, the mascot was waving his hands from a seat, no less, not under the basket. From a seat. <laughs> from a seat. From a seat. Corey has a point. No, he does. It's stupid. Uh, like, like, dude, you just got done playing in the NBA Finals with, with packed arenas. Packed and, arenas. And, and you make a good point, Ann, with LeBron, because this is another thing that annoyed me today. They, uh, I think it was Memphis. They uh, reprimanded Memphis uh, for playing. They can't play anymore the song Cold as Ice when, when Westbrook uh, shoots the ball or has the ball. Why? Because they called him like the coldest player or, or whatever. Oh yeah, come because, on! So they can't play that anymore. That's the uh, dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. The dumbest so that, thing I've ever heard. You think it's becoming like a a culture in sports? Because Kittle got lambasted for saying um, the body bag thing. I think Did it's you that Corey. No, Greg Kittle, right? Tight end of the San Francisco Forty ers George said that, George Kittle, huh? George, oh, George. George Kittle, whatever. Um, he said that uh, there were going to be some body, that the game versus the Rams was going to be so physical that some people might leave in body bags. Yeah, well, you probably can't say that. Why can't you say that? That means people are going to die. I mean, come on. <laughs> in the 90s, we would go nuts if a player said that. Like, yeah, yeah, get him, Kittle. Like we let guys like Bill Romanowski play football, and we're gonna get mad because Kittle says that people might we're gonna play physical. Bill Romanowski, Hainsworth, these are guys that used to play in the NFL. Greg Hardy, uh, these are guys oh, that played in the uh, NFL, like all had, had saying, long careers. <laughs> all I'm saying is that's a little more understandable uh, to have a problem with. Than playing a song "Cold as Ice" because your your uh, Westbrook shoots four for twenty one in a game. <laughs> I could shoot four for twenty one. <laughs> uh, they have a they have a compilation uh, video from this season alone where Westbrook is hitting the top of the backboard repeatedly <laughs> on shot. He can't. And he goes for the bank shot a lot and hits the top of the backboard every time he tries. I've been. I've so been you know worried. what? Stop trying. I've enjoyed the memes all year of like Russell and LeBron being at the same events and not sitting together. <laughs> it's always like the memes are always Russell sitting alone and LeBron with like a friend staring at Russell, kind of like snarking. And, and, and people, and, and people, particularly Laker fans, have a nerve to complain about Jimmy Butler's contract, but they have Westbrook on that team, yeah, shooting the terrible. way he does. Westbrook and, and and even the Anthony Davis, Anthony no play Davis. Yeah, I would I would if I was Memphis, I'd play that song the, the duration of the game. <laughs> Just nonstop on a loop. Yeah, on a loop. God. Westbrook. 
you yeah. just play that song while Space Jam 2 plays muted on <laughs> just give it's it cold just, ice. just give it to the Lakers just, just give it to them I'm done breaking back Westbrook yeah. alright guys well we've reached the end of our Thursday show Terrible news that came out this week. Losing Danny Tanner, aka Bob Saget. Great guy, man. Loved, well beloved guy. So this is uh it's for you, Bob. Man, I can't believe you're gone. Right after right after Betty White, after you said beautiful things about Betty White. It's tough. Tough, tough loss, right? Chris, you were you're a Saget fan. Yeah. Got to see him. I, got, I was gonna go see him in April in uh, in Dania. <coughs> Terrible to lose him. But as always, for my co-host uh, Chris, una yarda. <laughs> Corey, good luck to Flores. Better luck to the Dolphins. So remember, guys, there's always a light to carry you home. All right. Um, R.I.P. Saget. R.I.P. Madden. R.I.P. Betty White. R.I.P. Um, God, how many people did we lose? Betty White. Bob Saget. Sydney Poitier. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, uh, Dan Reeves. You know, 2022 already. God, is is murking everybody. Thirteen days in. Jesus. Well, good news is tax refund season is here. Hope you all get a good refund. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. We'll have a recap of Wild Card Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And the Florida Panthers get retribution tomorrow night against the Dallas Stars. Talk to you guys on Tuesday.